Welcome to Antimatter Pod, a Star Trek podcast where we discuss fashion, feminism, subtext, and subspace, hosted by Annika and Liz. Today we discuss the Star Trek characters we want as our wing women. Oh, that was nice. Because I think I was talking a little too fast when I did it last time. It's easier to read a script. <laughs> um, so do we want to introduce ourselves a little bit? <laughs> yes. I feel like, like we should. Like we, we missed that last time and it was like, oh, Liz is talking like, for a really long people? time. I'm Liz. I've been a Trekkie since I was 10 and I live in Australia. I'm Annika. Uh, I've been a Trekkie since seven or eight and I live in the United States in New England. This, this episode was your idea. So tell me what your concept uh, of a wing so- woman is. I don't think this episode was my idea. I think this episode was actually uh, our guest Ellie's idea. But um, my <laughs> but my concept of yeah, a wing right. woman is um, someone that goes with you out to you know a bar or other event or occasion or uh, somewhere where you're going to mingle with people that you may or may not want to date or get to know in uh, some way. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but I think that is the, the general idea. Um, and, uh, and so it's yes. someone to go along with you, both as support and encouragement, um, and also to sort of point out the good ones and the bad ones and uh, steer you in, in a certain direction and even go up and and start the uh, transaction if you're completely incapable. The, uh, hi, my friend <laughs> likes you, tick yes to date her, tick no. no. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, just the grown-up version it's, of that. It's like middle school, but in a bar. Um, and, and you're, like, sending drinks to people <laughs> instead of little folded-up notes. And then I also think, like, the, my uh, perception of this is definitely someone who can also, like, rescue you if it's going poorly. <laughs> Either if it's going, either if you're screwing it up or yes. if like you're, you're sending the signal, get me away from this person, I definitely don't want to be here. So uh, I think that those are, you know, yes. something that might, maybe, maybe someone doesn't think of that when it's a wing man, but I think for wing women, that is definitely a part of it. Absolutely. I think my definition would be pretty much the same, but with also the non-dating scenario of the friend who will get you out of the house for the night and take you out drinking and hold your hair back when you vomit and only make fun of you a little in the morning. Or the opposite, who will say, yes, let's stay in and watch Netflix and chill and not actually talk. And when I say Netflix and chill, I don't mean in the uh, romantic sense. I mean literally hanging out on the couch watching TV. To me, I think the ultimate Star Trek wing woman, it's <laughs> Deanna Troy. I mean, she's got, she has a leg up on everybody because she can get, you know, she can sense what the, what they may or may not be uh, feeling. or and, and I think that that's definitely something that you would want on your side. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's, there are episodes of The Next Generation where she'll say to Riker, hey, that lady is totally into you. You should go for it, which I think is really what you want. In, in both a friend and a friend who has a very yes. long and complicated relationship with the guy you may not may, I, may or may I, not I be interested in. I uh, love Riker and Troy. I love Riker and Troy 
in general, but I love them when they're just friends and and they have this really intricate relationship that just I I don't know I, I love that era of their of their relationship where they're like encouraging each other to date certain people and and being like the supportive person for them to to you know cry on their shoulder and and also like get, you know incur like there's just it's a great relationship that you know then when they end up getting together it's like they've really grown yeah, yeah. I think the lack of jealousy there is fantastic which we should probably discuss more when we come to next generation okay. shipping. Um, so yeah, Deanna was definitely she had a little asterisks on uh, on my list as well. <laughs> so the ultimate though, uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say like the ultimate for me would probably be uh, Jadzia Dax um, because she she has a lot I was of thinking. like experience yes. of you know different ways of interacting with people. Um, to fall back on and she is just so ready for whatever is happening like I just absolutely love her personality and the way that she's just ready to jump in you know full full on and and do whatever it is and she definitely loves a party so I was thinking you know if you need re a really good party in the 24th century I think get Deanna Troy and Jadzia Dax to plan go to it that party. That's what we'll do for New Year's. Right. Mr. Hom is behind the bar. Uh, speaking of behind the bar, another person I think would be a great wing woman yes. is Dinan. Because she... I, Absolutely. I like, I know, like both of them, she has this really long history, so she has a lot of experience. And she's also, like, a you know, she, her listening is her thing and, and understanding people's emotional, uh, you know, what they what they need and and do and it's it's like that's what she's best at I mean it's why she makes such a good bartender but I think it's why she it would make you know she why she makes such a good friend as well agreed which brings me to her best friend her best female <laughs> friend and the worst wing woman in the entire <laughs> franchise <laughs> she would definitely be terrible like, I think there are contenders for the worst, but Ro, Ro has to I be up there. I love Rolaren so much. Like, she was the first Star Trek character that I responded to as, oh, that's me on screen. Like, that was it. There was no one um, up until that point that I really connected to on, like, that primal level. So... <laughs> and so I really need a wing woman all the time. And... Uh, <laughs> and so, so does she I just, yeah I completely agree that she's inept at, at communication and and even knowing what she's doing like she doesn't know what she wants or what she needs like what she wants to get from a person so she has she doesn't know what her expectations are so she would be completely incapable of you know, helping you because she wouldn't understand what you wanted either, but she also like is incapable of helping herself. <laughs> I think it's that, but also she's just not very interested. Is this is not where her priorities lie. Um, other people that I think would uh, do well are um, another person who works in a bar and so has like the lay of the land is Lita on Deep Space Nine. Um, and she, oh, you know, like yes. Jetsia, she's sort of like ready to, you know, she's down for the party um and has this really you know whimsical and uh, she's excited about things you know things that seem 
simple she gets really excited about and so yes and she's interested so I in think people that she would be really good at like she could approach someone easily for you and and start up a conversation and she might you know they might be more interested in her <laughs> which is sort of you know one of the things with all these people is like they might like them more than you but you know that, that, that's would, the risky run she would be able to like steer that steer I think you know her experience as a Dava girl would give her the ability to like steer steer the person in the direction that she wants them to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A Darbo girl needs to be able to redirect advances without leaving someone feeling offended or put off. Yeah. Which is kind of gross. Quark, get your shit together. I mean, I think that's that's true for all of Deep Space Nine. Quark, get your shit together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The one character off the top of my head that I think we've seen actively being a wing, wing woman in this context is Sylvia Tilly. Yes, yes. I was I was going to say that as well. Um, she, I mean, the party scene, and then going forward from that, she's always sort of ready to jump in. And I, yeah. Speaking of the the rescuing aspect, I love when I, the four of them are going down to Kronos and. Michael and Ash are sort of like, Ugh. and she just she just stands right in between them and makes sure that like she is the barrier and you don't have to, right you don't have to deal with this personal mess right now. We have a mission and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say nope, <laughs> this that's that's over and uh, and I'm gonna be the protector friend and I just love right. that slight moment. It's perfect. And the other thing that I love is that about Tilly's support of Michael and Ash's relationship before the whole, you know, Klingon thing yes. happened, is that she also finds him very attractive. She thinks he's very good looking. But the second she realizes that Michael is also intrigued, she backs off. Yes. And, and you know, is very, you know, supportive of both of them and really, like, is a friend to both of them to help that along yeah and also uh michael would not be a good woman just as in, in, since we're talking about it don't ask michael burnham to be your wing woman she's another one who just would not know what is expected or what you know what she wants what another person wants she's that she doesn't she has a block there let her let her figure it out she's getting better she'll be okay i think she would take a very direct approach where she walks up to the person and says, my friend is interested in you. Would you like to reciprocate? That's also what Seven of Nine would do. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I think we can put Michael, Seven, uh, Number One, all in the category marked uh, staying home, watching Netflix or reading a good book. Yes. But, but you know, then there's Paul, who oh, you would yes. think would be in that group. But I think that, like, T'Pol is actually secretly good at this kind of thing. Like, she's definitely more curious about She wishes she wasn't people. good at it. Yeah. But she is. <laughs> exactly. It's like, she she's she's good at being a Slytherin kind of Vulcan, and she's not good at being a Ravenclaw kind of Vulcan. <laughs> I've only seen a bit of, of Enterprise. I'm only in late season one. But T'Pol seems to have the sort of interest in people, which I think is necessary for a, a good wing woman. Yes. And she would be able to, like, get you out of things easily. Oh, yeah. You know, no shame there. Knows how to Awkwardness is illogical. <laughs> right. So um, so I think that she would actually be pretty good. You know, she wouldn't be the best, but she would be pretty good. 
Interesting outside choice, yeah, because before we came into this, I was thinking, mm, to Paul, she's not really going to be good, but you've talked me around. <laughs> well, I mean, I have seen more Enterprise than, uh, than True. that. And I, I love to Paul. I think that her character, I mean, <laughs> we can have a whole episode about to Paul, but... Um, oh, and we should one day. But she... The, this is again my little thing of like I, I latch on to parts of a character and uh, and pull at those threads and and sort of ignore the parts of the canon that don't fit with with what I think of it. Which is a fair amount of enterprise, I understand. Yes. Or 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 I try to like explain it away. Like I had this, uh, I was doing her her fashion, and I just decided that she re- was a fashionista that she was a fashionista Vulcan because that and that's why she had so many different costumes and that's why she liked colors so much and you know I was like oh well she just likes it the the truth is that they they wanted sexy pretty girl <laughs> so but I can explain it away and so I, I T'Pol is one of those characters that I can explain a lot of things to myself but I really do think that she like she kind of is Archer's wing woman in terms of interacting with space <laughs> the final oh, frontier that is so true so i i just think that she would be good at it on a personal level um because she's that's that is really her role in the series she does seem to spend a lot of time going to various aliens going like hey my friend is really interested in learning about you he's a bit awkward just like be nice okay exactly. let him down gently and the rest of the vulcans are like will you stop <laughs> like stop helping him <laughs> Don't encourage the humans. <laughs> They're like the dads. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, and we could have a whole Vulcan fashion episode one of these days, yes. but Sarek is also a Vulcan fashionista and he does not wear a single brightly coloured velvet oh, catsuit. Oh, absolutely. He, he is 100%. He, like, he cares very much about how he presents himself. <laughs> Can someone please draw Sarek wearing one of T'Pol's costumes? <laughs> I would enjoy that. All right. Uh, okay, so can we talk about Catherine Janeway? The ultimate wing woman. Right? She just wants everyone to pair up and be happy so she can live vicariously through them and not address her own needs. Like, she definitely uh, interferes in her <laughs> crew's lives yeah, a lot, it, but in, like, in these, you know, sneaky ways. So I just think... And she's also, like, she is another person who is up for anything and... You know, she knows it. Like, she owns it. She she owns her party animals, you know, side. She's okay with it. Yeah. You know, it's like Picard, when Picard starts hanging out w- with the crew in 10 Forward, everyone's like, oh, he's an imposter. <laughs> Whereas Janeway, like, you, they, you know, they invite her to, to the holodeck pool place, you know, um, Sandrine's. And, right, and right. she's like, I'm going to run the table. <laughs> so it's just, it's so completely different. It takes seven years for Picard to join a poker game <laughs> yes. and about five episodes for Janeway to start hanging out with her crew. Right. And, you know, and showing them all up because <laughs> she knows that she's the best at it. She, she, you know, Janeway knows that she's the best at everything. Well, she is. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I, I think that she would be well, I think in uh, Someone to Watch Over Me, she's actively encouraging Seven of Nine to pursue romance. And I have a lot of I have a lot of issues with this because the last time I watched Voyager, Seven of Nine struck me really strongly as an asexual. But you know, it, it was the '90s, and Voyager 
Star Trek in general was very into compulsory heterosexuality. So there are many reasons why Seven of Nine should not have had dating lessons, and certainly why her dating lessons shouldn't have been so incredibly heteronormative. <laughs> but well, that's another but. topic. But definitely, uh, as as much as Seven would be terrible uh, as a wing woman, uh, Janeway would be great. And then yeah. there's Belana, who I think Belana would be hit or miss. Yeah, it depends how well she knows that's, you. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like a fifty fifty chance on which side of Belana you're gonna get, and uh, if she's yeah, if she knows you and and knows how to do it, and if she's like in the right frame of mind to to be there for it. I am willing to bet money now that I think of it that Balana was the one who got Seska and Chakotay together. Aww. I feel like she might have some regrets. Yes. But I love, I mean, they Seska and Balana were really good friends and I love they that. Were. And I agree. I feel like they were both they both had feelings like it's canonical that they both had feelings for Chakotay and I think I can absolutely Look, see. Even Neelix thought Chakotay was very handsome. <laughs> I can absolutely see Belana like helping. You know, it's like, well, if I can't have him, at least my best friend will, and I think that would be adorable. Also, Belana with a vaguely Starfleet background might be more likely to go. Eh, he's sort of my commanding officer. Maybe I shouldn't. But Seska has no such hang-ups. She's a Bajoran rebel, so she should go for it, and I'm going to help her. Yeah. Seska, on the other hand, <laughs> not such a great wing woman. <laughs> but she could pretend to be. Oh, she would pretend really well. <laughs> yes, right. And so it's that's a whole different, you know, concept. Uh, you know, Seska's another. I love Seska. I absolutely adore oh, I her. <laughs> and it's sort of one of those things of of identity. And uh, if I'm if I you know fake it till you make it. If I'm pretending well enough to do this well, does that mean <laughs> I do it well? But, you know, Seska, her real personality, absolutely not. She doesn't have time for that. <laughs> She's disinterested in helping anyone. And, uh, it's an awful lot like caring about other people, yeah. and Seska is Ew. not here for that nonsense. But, um, but I also think, you know, I don't want to get into gay best friend stereotypes, but Garrick would be a great wingman for the same reasons. Yes. And, and, it's, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I would love to put the two of them together and... and see what happens there's these crazy Cardassians are interesting I can't I love Cardassians they're the worst no Cardassian would be a good good wingman or wingwoman really like because again yeah that's just not what they do like they're no that's not a thing but the in in sort of the same way that T'Pol is good at it even though she's a Vulcan Garrick would be good at it even though he's a Cardassian he's not like the other Cardassians, quote-unquote. And, and, you know, he's good at doing his job, and sometimes his job might involve getting two people together. Never Julian. Julian is his. <laughs> but, you know, you know, if a, a, a relationship needs a nudge and he can see some value in it. Yes. Or at least an opportunity to make a nice wedding dress. Aw, okay, I want that fixed oh, now. <laughs> now, I'm seeing a major professional conflict of interest for Garrick here. <clears throat> And I love it. <laughs> Keiko O'Brien. Um, Hit or miss, do you think? Ooh. Keiko O'Brien, I mean, she's, she's, it's really hard to know who Keiko really is, unfortunately. I she's love... so often written by men who maybe have never met a woman. Uh, yeah, or, or they, yes, 
exactly. They have the the idea of a wife, but they don't have a wife. <laughs> I just really from her introduction, she was very misunderstood, I guess, by the people who were in charge of understanding her. And I yeah, love and it's such a shame because Rosalind Chow exactly. is so talented. She's so good. And most of Keiko's success as a character is down to her being charismatic. Oh, absolutely. And I, there, there are, like, I really like Keiko's arc when you think about, like, the, there's so much potential. She has a lot of, of worth as a character. And, oh, yeah. And I, and I, and I like the O'Brien, that I like their family dynamics. Like, it's, it's, that's an interesting, you know, we don't get, married with children in star trek like ever no no (laughs) and when when they let keiko step out of the nagging sitcom wife role she you know they seem to have a really fun relationship but too often she is put into that category or she's uh sort of manipulating miles instead of actually outright saying what she needs again it's it's men who don't have wives trying to write a marriage And I say this as a person without a spouse, but, you know, I've known married people. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that she could be good in, like, I can imagine it. I can imagine her being good at it, but I can also imagine her being, or not being good at it. So, <laughs> so it's, it's like, uh, which way I decide I would want to imagine that scenario really what i'm picturing all of a sudden is keiko attempting to be kira's wing woman and sort of mixing it up but it working out anyway yeah i can see that and kira would be hard (laughs) like kira would be really hard too i love kira and i think she's uh an amazing character who is well written absolutely uh, but, but she's complicated. Yeah, she's very complicated. And especially in regards to romance and really any kind of intimate relationship. Uh, she really does have the worst taste in men of any woman in any Star Trek. <laughs> yes. So, um, it, it, and I th- it would be great. Like, the Keiko and Kira dynamic is, yeah, I wish we got more of it. We only got, like, these weird jealousy Snippets. <laughs> but, um, But I do think that they had to be close and uh but in this you know weird incestuous kind of way <laughs> like, forced the forced intimacy of an unexpected surrogacy yeah and but i so i can see like keiko really wanting to do it really well like having this i have to get this right kind of yeah like, like she's lived on bajor she's probably familiar with bajor bajoran cultural t- traditions you know she probably thinks she would be really good at it and she just doesn't expect how Kira to be so prickly and right. contrary. <laughs> Just because, like, Kira doesn't know how to do that. Kira doesn't know how to people in that way. No. So, But I think we can be certain that however bad Keiko is, she's going to be better than Vic Fontaine. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, I don't want to even get me started. I can't, I can't, I'm like, sorry. I can't speak about that in a coherent way. So we'll leave that no. for DS9. <laughs> Chipping. <laughs> because I have a rant. You can look forward to it. I am looking forward to it, and I have a rant of my own, so it's going to be great. We could have a whole episode about how awful Vic Fontaine is. Yes. All right. I want to go uh, back to old school and talk about uh, Nyoto Uhura. Oh, my God. She would be amazing. She'd be so good. She is so good. Like, she does this. Worst (laughs) problem would be the very strong risk that whoever she's chatting up on your behalf falls in love with her instead. 100%. 
Yeah. Because which is not her fault. She's just amazing. She's just she's just perfect <laughs> for everyone. Everyone wants to date Uhura. She plays the Vulcan lute. She sings. She's a you know right? The early TOS episode where Rand and Uhura are are like playing cards or something and, and Spock yes. is playing and she does this little, you know, song and dance and, and, and it's like this whole like I can imagine that she's doing it to set up Rand with Spock. Like that's that's what I get out of that scene. And so like I just I, she'd be amazing. She can approach anyone, even the most intimidating Well, she has very good communication skills. (laughs) Sort of a professional requirement. And then uh, even in uh, the uh, first uh, J.J. Abrams uh, Star Trek movie, like, she's introduced bopping into a bar and, like, totally (laughs) handling Kirk with no problems. And so I'm like, yep, I want her. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like Janice Rand would be fun as well, but... I kind of want to be an anti-wing woman for her because she's so often the um, object of creepy attention. I just want to hang out with her and and death stare anyone who tries to to talk to her. I just want to protect her. (laughs) Like, nope, nope. This is a girl's night, not for you. (gasps) Goodbye, go away. I I love the, uh, like, Uhura, Rand and Shuffle going you know girls night out like that that would, that would be, be amazing so <laughs> it'd be so beautiful uh, and chapel i don't think she'd be very good as a, as a wing she would be good at being supportive and um yes and helping you talk things out but i don't she wouldn't be good at helping you approach them and she would be terrible at approaching them herself oh yeah like we see like, with her whole thing with spock her approach <laughs> yeah. is to bring him suit and kind of <laughs> almost mother him which is very sweet but it's not no it's really just, it's just you're getting conducive to a romantic relationship yeah and even with her fiance she it's she, it's, she does everything mm. the same way and it's just, i mean i hate that like that i hate that episode like hardcore hate that episode but she is is very like nurturing and oh you know you love me for for my maternal and and I'm I'm both the damsel and the mommy, and it's like ugh, <laughs> like oh. no, just stop. There's <laughs> another. Okay, so Christine Chapel, wonderful friend, terrible wing exactly. woman. Exactly. You know who would be a great at both? Beverly Crusher. Yes, I agree. In fact, I honestly think, with the exception of Roe, who we've discussed, all of the women of, of Next Generation would be pretty good to have on your side. Yes. Even Tasha, you know, in the first season, Tasha is a closer friend to Deanna than, than Beverly is. Yes. They, they have that BFF. Yep. It's great. It's a beautiful vibe that they have. And I think, yes, Beverly would be, is, is absolutely great as a friend and great as a, as a wing woman. And that I, it's, again, it's just her realm. And I guess it's partly that the TNG women are all that, that type. type. <laughs> like, yes, they are, they are pigeonholed into we are other than Roe which is why she'd be bad but um are you know they are nurturing they are good friends they are people who are going to uh take care of you and they're like mama bears there's an episode quite late in the in the series where uh Alyssa Ogawa's boyfriend may or may not be cheating on her and she's deeply concerned about that 
and the whole relationship by this point between Beverly and Alyssa was frustrating to me because Beverly is meant to be her professional mentor, but actually they're just talking about boys. But that Beverly is protective of her friend and subordinate is very sweet. But I also think if you were really into someone, Beverly would like write you a play and cast him in as the character you had to kiss a lot. Oh, that would be so sweet. Yes, she would be good. The, the people who can come up with creative ways to make it happen so that you don't have to do anything. Those are, those oh, are good God bless people. Those people. <laughs> Philippa Giorgio. See, I, uh, not the emperor, <laughs> but, but <laughs> oh. prime universe Philippa Giorgio, mm-hmm. I uh, imagined, I think about the that Philippa and Gabriel and Katrina young a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. um and, just a bit and I actually like I, I even have a half-written story about Philippa being Lorca's leading woman <laughs> when they were young <laughs> that I am like I... in love with <laughs> I just this, I have this idea of, of she would be really good at it and they were like besties <laughs> and it was really cute because they, were, they weren't attracted to each other at all, but they were both good at, uh, at helping each other out. And, and we've only seen Lorca through his Mirror Universe persona, but you kind of get the impression that there may have been a point in his life where he maybe needed that support. Yes, that's uh, And especially if you think, like, the only reason that, that uh, Mirror Lorca got away with it for as long as he did is that he had enough charisma to, to play it off. Yeah. And so his mirror <laughs> would would have a different, a, a quieter charisma, I guess, or, or not. <laughs> so, so that, you know, that's, that's where I'm going. That's where, that's where my mind goes with it. And I know it's like completely made up and only in my head. They didn't even know each other. <laughs> However, I, ha- I really, and so I like imagine Philippa as really good. <laughs> at like, she's great. She is exactly the wing woman you want. <laughs> even though there is like zero evidence for that in canon. No, I can totally buy that. She's so supportive and enthusiastic. But then I picture the Empress, and I think that would be really dangerous. You go like, hey, Empress mom, my I have a crush on someone, and the next thing you know, you walk into your bedroom and he's tied up there <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's <laughs> amazing. Okay. I think you'll find it's problematic. Yes. No, bad. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> and everyone in the mirror universe no <laughs> like just no they that's not how they work they don't do any of this they just as you say they kidnap people that they are interested in <laughs> that's it yeah the end don't have crushes on them don't no. ask them to set you up with people don't bring them home and try to adopt them as your new mother it's not going to work they out. are very direct so here's a curveball Alina Nachayev. Yeah, I, uh, you're going to have to, because I can't even imagine it. But please, please tell me your, your thoughts. Well, I think Nachayev is not very good at socialising with subordinates. You know, we see how awkward that she and Picard are together, and I don't think it's just because they have mismatched personality types. But we have no reason to believe that she is not a really good friend to the people she knows well and trusts as her peers. Having said that, if you're in a bar like the Starfleet officer's bar or whatever they have, and Admiral Nechayev comes and sits down and says, hey, you see my friend over there, Fleet Admiral so-and-so? She thinks you're all right. How about it? I would run screaming into the night. How about you? Yes, exactly. I'd be like, nope, 
<laughs> I don't want to be in on that. Uh, I mean, honestly, if she started coming towards me at a bar, I would go in the other direction. Like, I would find someone to talk to immediately. You know, she is one of my top three space vice admirals. But yeah, she is quite scary. She's scary. She, that's just that. Her, her entire vibe is, I don't want to be here. I wanted to bring up Rain Robinson, played by Sarah Silverman oh. in Future's End. <laughs> because I was like, you know, obviously I don't live in the 24th century, so choosing a wing woman for, you know, in the future doesn't really help me out. But she's right here in, in my world <laughs> and in my time period. She does seem fun. And I bet she knows some cool exactly. nerds. She, she would know the people that like would be I, on, on my level. So so we could we could hang out and it'd be great. Her whole aesthetic is totally mine. So A plus. The mid nineties were a great time. Can I share sure. a theory? Savick. <gasps> Kirsty Alley Savick, terrible wingwoman. Robin Curtis Savick, quite Interesting. Good. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that I I love Savick, but mostly because of the uh, tie in novel more than that. I mean, she's great in the in the movies, but in this, it's uh, the Pandora Principle by, I think it's Carolyn Palamas. I, I always get the name wrong. We'll put it in the show notes. But it's called the Pandora Principle. And it's like, it's literally, it's the book that I read when I was, you know, uh, 14 or something. And, and it <laughs> defined my life. Like, and I told, like, I was in youth group uh, at church. And I asked my, my youth minister is it okay if you find God in something that's not the Bible? <laughs> in a book that's not the Bible. And I was talking about the Pandora Principle. <laughs> I think the, the fact that it's Star Trek tie in fiction that you were talking about makes this even just, more charming. That is, that is literally what I was thinking of. And it, it's still to this day, if I was going to define religion or spirituality in any way in my life, it would be like, read this book. <laughs> about Savick, and you will understand. I have also literally bought the book for more than one person to say, read this book if you want to understand me. Like, that, that's how much this book, it's hugely important to my, my persona in my head. Um, I think I'm going, when we're done here, to see if it's on Amazon. So, uh, it's really great that I'd, uh, the... When I went to Star Trek Las Vegas, um, and I was at the uh, Roddenberry booth, and they had a bunch mm-hmm. of books that were just, it's like, here's books that the Roddenberrys were given because they were Star Trek books, and so, they and they were selling them, and so I got a copy of the Pandora Principle, where if you open the front cover, it says, property of Gene and Majel Roddenberry, <laughs> which is like, oh my the best. gosh, <laughs> so, so yes, um, but anyway, that's how I know Savick, and the Savick of that book would be bad <laughs> at, at being a, a right. woman. But she would try so hard. What about let's let's switch species, Laurel? Okay, so Mary Chifo would be great. <laughs> oh, Mary Chifo is like the BFF to the exactly. entire fandom, and I so love her. Like she would hook all of us up. But um, but Laurel, you know, I think that in the right circumstances like you know in an arena that she is comfortable and familiar with she'd be good yeah yeah like uh say Klingon matrimonial alliances yeah 
she would be she would be great at that. Oh man, that would be some matriarchs uh, of Mokai stuff right there. Really should get. <laughs> I hope we get some. Oh, I know. <laughs> Someday. I know. But I mean in in a in a Starfleet bar, no. <laughs> even even if even if it wasn't even if it wasn't weird that she was a Klingon to begin with. <laughs> but setting that aside, I just she would be out of her element and I Lorel out of her element is someone who like, you know, with her back to the wall, she pulls out a dagger. <laughs> like and that kind of person is not is not who you want for your, mm. your woman. You want someone Agreed. who uses words she, to, she's... to get out of things or into things, not someone who's going to shoot or fight their way out. Very strongly agreed. So who haven't we discussed? Uh, Hoshi oh, Sato. Oh. Okay. Um, Hoshi Sato, uh, you know, didn't get a lot of characterization. Uh, I've her, noticed her, this. Her development stage pretty flat throughout. But every now and then you got a few little tidbits. Um, they, they weren't really, they weren't, they, it wasn't characterization so much as character traits. Like they'd be like, "Well, let's <laughs> let's make Koshi do this," and that'll that's fine. <laughs> like, but they didn't like explain the, uh, any episode part where of why. it was just eh. we need someone to do this. Like the episode where she's tasked with finding out what what meal Malcolm wants for his birthday. Yeah, right. But there's this one this one episode of enterprise that really stuck with me and i have no idea what happens in the entire rest of the episode but hoshi is on a planet like it's maybe shore leave and so i get think that i think it is and, and like uh possibly trip and malcolm are like tied up in in their underwear but that might be a whole other episode mm. i honestly don't i like literally don't know but hoshi you know like meets this guy random hot guy and takes him to bed Ooh. and is totally cool with it and is like, you know, I'm having fun and we're, we're having a great weekend and it was great. And that's like her entire plot. <laughs> and, and But I was like, you go, Hoshi Sato. <laughs> like, I wish that I had the confidence of, of Hoshi here to, to just pull, just do that. Yeah. You know, it was, I, it was like, again, for little me watching this, I don't know, I was enterprise you know 20s ish and and i i didn't know how to date at all i didn't know what i was doing and and it just it was like completely like it opened my mind to the idea that a woman could have a casual weekend fling and it would be okay and it wouldn't say anything and he's bad not going about to take her. over the shit like it was just you know i mean that's like happens constantly with the men in, in these series but but oh, she yeah. was the first one who was like hey i'm just gonna go have sex because i want to and and i it was amazing to me i was like whoa i don't i don't and so that's like what i remember of hoshi is she's really good at languages she's scared of space and she's cool with casual sex <laughs> like and you know that- again that's is three whole yes, character exactly. traits. That's not a character, but it, I can I can get behind all of them. As, you know, <laughs> if if they had spent a little more energy and effort into making her a fully fledged character, she would have been great. Yeah, so many missed opportunities in that whole era of Trek. Okay, the Borg Queen. <laughs> can, I just, can we just picture it? 
you and the Boric <laughs> Queen walk into ten forwards. <laughs> like, why? What? <laughs> but if it went, you know, okay, but I'm going to say, like, Janeway decides that instead of battling the Borg Queen, she's going to She's going her, to adopt her. Like she did, yeah. you know, Seven. Like she does everyone. She's going to be like, hey, join my crew. I'll hook you up. Everything's going to be great. And so in that scenario, you know. Which is amazing. Which, yes. Which is amazing. Janeway would be really good at getting the Borg Queen a date. But the Borg Queen <laughs> would need a lot a lot of work. I mean, on one hand, she has like millions of people's memories of how to do this, but I feel yes. like none of that would be like the Borg would not prioritize that at all. And so it would just be like the parts of, of their, if they were a computer system, it's like the parts of their, their memory that is just not accessed and it's like, it's in storage <laughs> and it's not important. So now in this in uh, suddenly the Borg queen finds herself in a position where she has to access those parts and i it, it would be amazing i think this is the great sitcom we will never ever get <laughs> yes like exactly it would, it would have to be a sitcom because it would only work as comedy but <laughs> it would be it would be it would be amazing i would enjoy watching that so finally uh, how about Vash? I see you added her to our I list. I did, because I, you know, it's another sort of, like, you know, one-off character. She's in, I think, three episodes. Um, yeah. But she, unlike poor Hoshi, <laughs> comes across Ooh. as a fully formed person who, you know, has her own uh, ideas and ideals and and desires. Uh, you know, she's she jumps into various relationships, but it's really for herself it's like i chose this it's not you're you're interested in me and so um but it's it's she's just gonna she's gonna go do it and so i just think that she because she has this both i am very good at at people you know i I have a lot of charisma and i and I'm, i'm good at getting people to talk and i'm and i'm fearless you know she she jumps right in mm. but also like she's kind of standoffish with her own like she's she's not invested in in the relationship that much you know it's like i'm good with with keeping things simple um that 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 combination would actually make her pretty good at being your wing I think if she was interested, and yeah. bonus points if she got something out of it, she would be great. <laughs> right. Exactly. It would. It, it would definitely be like if I, you know, if these two people getting together means that I get X, then yeah, yeah. Because she she is very selfish, <laughs> but I th- actually think there is a tie-in novella where on the eve of Picard and Beverly's wedding, Q sweeps them away and. I think Picard has to go through some kind of adventure with Vash to, I don't know, let him decide whether he wants to settle down with Beverly or some other woman because wow. Q is the worst. That's... And and it, it wasn't great. I, um, I can imagine that was, it. That was sort of her, ange- her attitude. <laughs> what do I get out of this? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, as far as I recall, I have to say it was not a memorable piece of work. But but she's just some you know I wish she came back more. She had potential. She's another one. She's interesting. 
because she, she's another one we never really get to see interacting with women very much. Yes. She briefly encounters Beverly. It's awkward. That's it. Yeah, it's it's definitely she's, and and it, it, I just I want I want to see her interact with women. I want to see her interact with everybody. I'm intrigued. Honestly, if I could change if I could change one thing about Star Trek, I, I would wouldn't be able to choose, but more women interacting with each other platonically, romantically, professionally. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know who I want to talk about that I, ju- I just thought of because you said women yes. interacting with, with women? Amanda Grayson. <gasps> yes. Who I definitely want to, first of all, interact with all women. <laughs> like anyone I she can love- interact with, I want her to. But I think I she just would want be Amanda to have great. adventures separate from Sarek. She would be so good at being like she. She'd be great. She's a diplomat. I think professionally, she was a teacher before she married Sarek. Yes. I don't know if that's canon or something we've inherited from the Tyian novels, but sure, why not? You know, she has really good communication skills. Yeah. She's good at supporting people. It's another thing that she's uh, in in various iterations of Amanda that she was she's a, a linguist and oh. and so and was like instrumental in helping with the universal translator or something like that oh. so yeah she has these skills like whichever version of amanda <laughs> you end up with <laughs> she she has some kind of skill that is is useful in communication and and people skills and and just uh, getting people to tell their their story. It's like if if she married Sarek, then she's really good <laughs> at figuring people out and getting them to uh, want to interact with you. Honestly, Amanda as linguist just makes me love Spock Uhura even more. Exactly. Oh, Spock, honey, you have it bad. <laughs> I have a new dream for season two of Discovery and it's finding out what Amanda did before she was Sarek's <laughs> wife know. and Spock's mother. <laughs> and now I'm hoping for lingu- there's, linguistics. There's no indication that we're going to see Amanda at all, but I No, really, she's in one of the trailers. Oh, she is? Yeah, she's on Discovery telling um, Michael about Spock's first vision of the Red Angel. I do not think I've seen that trailer, but cool. Because well, I love her. I'm going to dig it up for you. <laughs> but the important thing is, she's around. Yay! Sarek apparently is not. Okay, good. Because <laughs> like, uh, uh, he's the angriest fuck, I get it. But that's fine. I'm yeah, that's yeah. fine. By, I mean, I love Sarek and I want Sarek all the time too. But Amanda being the being Spock's parent for a little while is, yes, it, please interact Amanda with Amanda is a Michael character a lot. in her own right. Um, yes. So. Okay, should we wrap up? All right. Thank you for listening to Antimatter Pod. You do not have to rate and review us on iTunes yet. You cannot support us on Patreon or like us on Facebook. Please send vaguely positive thoughts in our direction and join us in two weeks when we discuss the characters Tasha Yar and Ellen Landry. Our theme music is by Lee Rosevere and includes audio recorded and uploaded by Ewip Lopinus, both shared under Creative Commons Attributions licenses. 